Hey Pairs fans, welcome to On A Pair version 3.0. It's episode 1 of series 3 and welcome to the Austerity Pod. There is no big fancy studio, there's no big production values. In fact, we're doing this in Pete's kitchen. And we've just had a Daryl Butler breakfast special. Daryl Butler, hello! Hello, no big fancy studio, but definitely yes to a big fancy breakfast. How was it? Uh, it was delicious. How was it for you, Jim? It, it was sizable. Mm. Lovely. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to be wheeled out of here in a wheelbarrow at some point. But it was delicious. We appreciate you. Daz, how I, are I've you, I promised you a big one, and I delivered. Daryl Butler's big one. Who needed that first thing in the morning? Well, are, are you well? Are you cool? I'm are very good? good, mate. Yeah, I had a great winter. What about you? Yeah, I can't really remember most of it, to be honest. Excellent stuff. But I'm, I'm ready for some cricket. The football's fizzling out. I'm yeah. ready for the leather on Willow. Kept myself active playing football, but I'm playing cricket a bit later on. So as long as this rain stays off... So there we are, Daryl Butler, Butler. Back to it, Peter de Somburg. Thanks for hosting us. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, and you're welcome. 3.0. We didn't think we'd get past episode three, let alone start season three. I mean, God help us. For some reason, there are people out there that dig what we do. And look, we appreciate you for digging it. We're sort of trying to figure out how we're going to do, do it this year. Do they dig what we do, or do we just like the sound of our own voices? Well, I think we know that I like the sound <laughs> of my own voice, Pete. But you know, Pairs fans, we appreciate you, and it's good to have you along for the ride. Um, and I suppose there's, there's a lot of news to get through. You probably heard most of it already, but we're going to have to try and recap what's happened over the past six months since we last saw you. So let's do the news. And I think the first place we need to start is that um, as we're recording, there is still no director of cricket, and I get the feeling there's no sign of one either. How does that make you feel, fellas? Well, I mean, Pete uh, promised on a pair of listeners a director of cricket by December. Um, not <laughs> delivered yet again, Pete. I believe that was the chairman who it's said uh, yeah. December, and unless I've suddenly got a promotion. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable uh, that we haven't got one in post, and there's a lot of radio silence. Um, yeah, it all went quite like because of the announcement that there were loads of candidates, few left field candidates, all hyped up, no delivery, no updates. Yeah. So I, I it think doesn't the last sit... thing I heard was that it was definitely Ashley Giles. Yeah, that might have been Twitter. Yeah, they yeah. they talked to the King of Spain, didn't they? And that nothing was agreed. They said uh, no Ablo Worcestershire. Um, I tell you what, the multicultural Daryl Butler strikes again. Tienes que plantar un poco más, eh? So, uh, Pridge, Pridge is back. We said all the best to the future for Paul Pridge, and he's now back head of the steering group. So it feels a little bit like last back end of last year, we felt okay that the structure was going to be simplified as to how the club is run. The identification of the people who are responsible for certain things was going to be there. There'd be a director of cricket and all that sort of caper. But there is no DOC. Pridgen is back, and we're yet again not quite as it's not quite as structured, not quite as clear as to what's going on as we'd like. Doesn't feel like we've gone forward, does it? No, we've taken a sidestep. Sidestep. Okay. Um, right. Annual report that came out a month or so ago. First thing I'll say: really lovely little document, wasn't it? A beautifully produced thing. Looked great as well. Um. And really good to see the women's side represented so 
clearly and yes. visibly because we've had issues with that before where they've kind of just stuck it in amongst the academy stuff and uh, uh, the women are getting the uh, credence they deserve, which is great. Uh, but, but kind of the most pertinent point, though, is that the losses. So the club recorded losses of just over £200,000, £203,000. Um, but they have reduced the club's debt by £173,000, and they're saying that the main reason for these losses is that energy bills rose by 49%. We can all relate to that, and inflation as well when it comes to bringing produce in. We can all relate to that as well. So um, thoughts on the annual report, if any? Nothing, mate. <laughs> no, I mean, like you say, we can all relate to that. The cost of that breakfast this morning was... Uh, I mean, I'm making a loss this year as well, so... Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, right, I'm my, gaining... my energy bill. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I'm making gains, but mainly around the waist. <laughs> but I'm happy to live in that world. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's uh, continue with the admin of the sport then. The high-performance review was described by the powers that be in the ECB as dead in the water. Uh, is it just because we're good at test cricket again? I feel like the decision to bin it all is a bit reactionary, but at the same time, there was a lot going on in there that could really do with being chucked in the bin. Yeah, my, my issue with this is that... Um, the motives uh, of the ECB are always and rightly called into question. So the high performance review was kind of dis- dismissed by a high a proportion of fans who are, uh, I want to say, entrenched in traditionalism. Um, and they don't want county cricket to change. But there are a lot of things in there, like the narrative of the game, uh, building the season towards a, a better outcome, better use of the Lions, all of that kind of thing was all good. But it just seems like because basball's a thing um, and... It's just been dismissed and it doesn't sit well with me because I think there are elements of county cricket that do need to change, but not to the degree that the ECB would like them to change. I, I, I think it's very reactionary. I think we'll end up having this discussion again in four year, two years' time when we've lost five men in Australia. Yeah, when Ben Stokes isn't a thing anymore yeah. and the super talented cricketers that are good at basketball. I get it. I feel like the high performance review should have been a consultation rather than a diktat because... The thing about it is that while there were some good things in there, is that the counties are because they know how the game's going with the like USA leagues coming up, and yeah. the Saudi Arabia want to do a T Twenty. They know it's all about money, and so when there's the kind of we want to do this with county cricket, it feels to a lot of people it's quite triggering because it feels like the gateway to actually um, to minimizing the role of certain counties for the benefit of generating income. And so it's like, well, we're going to be really protective here because once you start that process, it's very difficult to backpedal it. So I kind of get it. I thought the high-performance review in its in its language was um, disrespectful to certain counties and certain parts of the game. It felt very it, much like we're doing this, whether you yeah. like it or not, didn't it? Was the sort of You're not very good and we can't afford to carry you anymore mm. was a sort of a vibe. So I think that the... The good stuff, as you mentioned, Pete, or the stuff that's worth investigating got kind of ignored because the headline was, we're going to muck around with county cricket and it's not going to be Worcestershire and Leicestershire and Derbyshire that are going to benefit from it. I think the independent review that was undertaken, so the the glossy document that looked at all aspects of cricket, was very good and made a lot of good suggestions. It was the rhetoric around the review that was the problem. Um, and yeah, it just seems at the moment in county cricket that there's no middle ground, there's no debating area. It's either you're for or against county cricket, and there's yeah nothing in between. And that I think is a shame. Right. Well, I mean, common sense, early doors, boys. I feel quite uncomfortable about it, but this is where we are. Um, Dad, say something stupid. <laughs> oh, you don't need to ask me to do that. I just uh, keep um, it running. Okay. Uh, all in good time. Daz will provide. 
does well provide. Um, let's get back to um, matters on the field, or at least player-wise. So, new contracts for Ed Pollock, Ben Gibbon, and Josh Baker. They've all been handed three-year deals. Uh, I all feel, feel like they've all done enough yeah. to do that. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I know Pollock that. continues to divide opinion, but I like him. Um, other contract news. So, Chloe Hill, friend of the show, Chloe Hill. She's got her first pro contract, which is ace news. She's going to stay on with Worcestershire um, as skipper of the women's side, which is ace. But in terms of pro stuff, she's got a contract with Southern Vipers back down south where she is off of. So, that's great news. Absolutely. I deserve a fanfare. We've got a fanfare still. Cost to live in, mate. No, no fanfares. Sorry. Uh, sure, gone. We, we can, we, we'll fish out a fanfare. We'll stick it in, we'll chuck it in in post. Um, more good news for Worcestershire players. So Josh Tong, he had a very good um, tour of Sri Lanka with England Liars, as did Jack Haynes. Plenty of wickets for Josh, plenty of runs for Jack Haynes. Puts a, uh, an England Lions shirt on, scores a 50. Yep. Even when they bat him at eight or something ridiculous. And uh, Jake Livy, 5,000 runs in first-class cricket. Fun fact. Yeah. And Leachio, um, 400 wickets for the pairs as well. So some nice little milestones that we've collected since we last had a natter on this pod. Leach is not having a fanfare. Have you seen the price of stamps? <laughs> yeah, we'll edit that out. Um, uh, Hose was brilliant in the Big Bash, so that's promising. Yep. Didn't watch any of it, but the numbers were good. Yep. Yep, good. We're rattling through the news. Yep. There, there's a lot of news to get through. Um, also, over the winter, so Karis Pavley and Ellie Anderson were in under-19 Women's World Cup um, action. It was a T20 tournament. They finished runners-up. The semi-final against Australia was incredible, but both of them made telling contributions throughout that competition. That was a good watch. It was. Very well for this season. Superb. Umpiring wasn't very good. I had no. a bit of a gripe yeah. about that. I thought oh, the yeah. standard of umpiring, they deserved to have better quality officials uh, in that tournament, but it still just goes to show that uh, the women's rapid sides are um, they're on the up. A lot of young talent coming through. Uh, the women actually held an open trials in March, which is good, following on from what the men did. So, as we know, oh, they haven't held it, have they? They've expressions of interest is they've asked for. It's coming up. Oh, so those who have applied um, will get an invite to an open trials day. Ah, I see. I thought it was, I thought it was a bit early. <laughs> like if you're a seam bowler, I'll have me trial in March. But please. yes, yeah, in yeah. the snow. <laughs> if you're an opening bat, you're like, oh, no, not leave me. it. Okay, now that makes sense. Good. Um, but yeah, really good. What it shows as well is that women's cricket and uh, girls' cricket is becoming increasingly more popular. Yeah. Um, the numbers show that, um, which is good news. I, I tell you what, let's go there. The new kit. Thoughts? It looks a little bit like an art attack, doesn't it? I've realised I like the little line that goes down the th- the side again now. It l- the- it looks like you know when when chefs uh, like to splatter a sauce or, or around the plate and they're just sort of lobbing it on. It looks like they've just got it a looks bit like, of fabric. Look like right, taking some paint and it's not de- it's, no, it's deliberately placed to give that um, artistic flair. It's not just slapped on. Jackson Pollock wasn't just randomly flicking <laughs> stuff on there. It was deliberate. Um, no, I, nice I think though. it looks cool, man. And the promotion of it, really good. Yes, it was actually, wasn't it? Really, um, really good campaign. Again, men's side and women's side, side by side. I want that cuddly crocodile. I want one. If anyone can get me one for Christmas, that'd be great. Either of you two, yeah. Make a note of that, Daz. I won't remember this in the morning. Cuddly Crocodile Pete. Cuddly Crocodile Pete. Might get him a real one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd be hard to wrap. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, right, okay. I mean, we've we've rattled through this very quickly. Felt like we had to. Sorry if that felt like machine gun fire, but we have got one last bit of news. Um, and that was about a week or so ago, uh, we had a very stressing Monday night because it was the player charity auction. And if you were following the pod last year, you may well know that we've, we've been a fan of Gareth Roderick. Um, we felt like there was a good player in there somewhere and the world wasn't really on his side for various reasons. Anyway, he was averaging about 30 with the bat for Worcestershire until we decided to sponsor him. We put our, our, we put our money up. We talked a good game. We talked him up. We ponied up. Yep. And since uh, we sponsored him, he's averaged 89. So um, we invented Gareth Roderick. That's, yep. a, that's a fact. I, I think he should be paying to sponsor, for us to sponsor him this season. Well, I'll see if I can get a refund because yeah. we've only gone and done it again. Yeah. Yes. Fun fact. High-end drama. It was one of those where I just thought the deadline would be 10 o'clock and that's it. No. If someone ups your offer, you get five minutes to respond. So it gets to five past ten, ten past ten, oh. quarter past ten, and I'm still in battle with whoever this guy is, and I'm like, just leave it, pal, because we had a we had a budget and we were banging our head on the top of that budget, but um, but we got our man. So Gareth Roderick, yet again, against his will, is part of the Honor Pair family. Excellent, and also well done to you, Daz, for being the person that Jim was in competition with. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's a lie. That, that, was, that's a lie. That isn't that wasn't the thing, but that would have been good. <laughs> But no, no Rod, Rod has asked for us to sponsor him he again. Did, he said, keep sponsoring yeah. him in the, yeah. the post-match and interview. And he rewarded us with one, didn't he, in the first innings of the season. <laughs> but cheers for that, Rodders. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's going to be another, another Daryl Butler apology at the start <laughs> of the next episode. No, Rodders was our boy. We are always going to yeah. do it. And we're chuffed to get him. And I'm just glad that there was a, you know, there was a real battle for him. Because why not? What a season he had last year. Um, and I think, boys, there endeth the news. Unless I've missed something? I don't think so. No, I... I think you've amazingly covered it all. Wow. Nailed it. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. A little bit out of breath. I mean, I went for it. Okay, well, as we like to, the start of each season is we give you a quick update in terms of playing staff. So we like to do our ins and outs, the revolving door of professional sport being as it is. It's not always easy to keep up with who's part of the playing squad and who isn't. So, um, Peter de Sonberg, ins and outs for 2023. Okay, so in terms of the men's side, uh, Moen Ali and the beautiful Ed Barnard have uh, <laughs> gone to Warwickshire. <laughs> and then we've released Tom Fell, Josh Jell, and Jack Banton. Uh, we also let Azar Ali go, and Colin Munro and Dwayne Barvo ceased being our overseas players. We then immediately got on the phone to Azar Ali and called him back for our county championship and one day cup uh, overseas player. Uh, we've got in uh, Bracewell and Santner as Kiwis. Santner coming back for a, another stint at New Road. And then we picked up Matthew Wade from Yorkshire and Adam Mahose from Warwickshire. Um, how do you feel about that? All good? I know I we've covered, we've covered all of those kind of already on the again, yeah. last, last season, but... Yeah, all yeah. I mean, Azarelli makes sense. He he invested. In, I think you know he he really got involved with what the club was about. This is what we always kind of want: is look, if you're going to be at Worcestershire, you, you've got to be at Worcestershire and and buy into what the club is. And he's done that, so fair enough. As we said last year, you can't really go wrong with a Kiwi, can you? No. Um. Um. Bracewell's had a really good winter as well both in in long form and short form of the game so you know he can hit a ball yeah, a long he always, way he was, they, was it were they playing pakistan or india and he almost single-handedly won new zealand the game uh, scoring a big big hundred taking uh, wickets as well but yeah. yeah 
Santner and Bracewell give us spin options um, and a different sort of spin options as well. Santner back for his third third term. He's not a he's not an explosive batsman, but he knows what to do. He's played a lot of T20. Yeah, his game. his game's developed a lot, hasn't it? Since he left Worcestershire as well. So and he's um, he's just scored a massive hundred as well. He's beaten his personal record of high score in all forms of cricket. He got a, um, a big daddy hundred last week um, domestically. Uh, in New Zealand, fair enough. But look, look, they're both proven quality international cricketers, good temperament, and they will improve us with bat and ball. And it just it feels that that piece of recruitment feels like a controlled, sensible, and like an effective piece of team building. Mm. I feel like we're going to be a tough side to beat. We may not be big time flashy. And we may not be winning anything. I, you know, I don't feel like we're we're contenders to win the the um, the blast particularly. But last year we just rolled over. Every week we got hammered, didn't we? Really. And I feel like this is going to be. You're going to have to beat us. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, f- I feel I feel pretty pretty decent about it. I think we're getting so back you on feel track. Pretty decent about the recruitment. Pretty negative about our chances of winning anything. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and no, then, no, no, realistic. <laughs> I think quarter finals is a possibility. Well, I, think, I mean, I, I'm just hoping we're not out of it after four games. Well, we're going to come. We're going to. I mean, yeah, I think yeah, we're we're going to win games of cricket with this lot. And yeah. I know no one ex- no one saw last year what you know, what ended up transpiring. We didn't think it was going to be like that, but it was just the fact we were so uncompetitive in almost every game. Well, we're going to do predictions, aren't we? So okay. we shall come on to that. And then uh, women's side, uh, sadly, Sarah Glenn has left Worcestershire to go back to her home home turf of Derby. Um, obviously a shame given her prominence in, in the game. Um, but we've got in uh, Gabby Basketer, who's on loan from the Valleys. Uh, she played for the Sparks last year and is an aggressive top order who's, who's batter. That, Gabby Basketer. Gabby Basket, Basketer. Basketer, I think. It comes the Basketer, <laughs> Madara. He's the lyrical dancer, Madara. Oh, dear. Gerald Butler's rapping. I don't know. <laughs> na, 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 Hold on, how do you mute him? <laughs> well, look, if, if nothing else, if you didn't come here for the cricket... I hope you came here for the Daryl Butler rap. There's, it's never too early for Innie Kamosi. It's, it's not the ins and outs, it's the uh, Innie Kamosi's and outs. Hey! <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, look, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about her. I, I'm, st- I'm still reeling from the rapping. Um, I think she was a open bat for the Welsh side last year. Okay. An explosive opening bat, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Uh, what okay. we do know is, opposed to the uh, quiz of the year this year, we're going to do the honour pair Christmas single. It should be Daz oh, doing yeah. a little oh, Christmas yeah, rap for that. I mean, it's, it's, it's thrown me, but I, I love I loved everything about that Daz. Um, <laughs> I love any come It's a great record, by the way, as an aside. Okay, well, look, um, Basketer, welcome aboard. Let's hope Basketer weaves some magic. Oh. Hey. Hey. hey! Your turn, hey. Okay, well... Um, so that's ins and outs. Again, it's very efficient and effective, despite the um, musical interlude. Thank you for the halftime Anytime. show. <laughs> no frills, aren't we now? I've got to, we've got to make the music ourselves. Well, I mean, the one-man jingle machine. And speaking of jingles, I think it's time to move on. And now, this. It's sometimes incoherent, but generally quite brilliant. Daryl's worst to watch. Okay, we'll start with the second 11. They started their season on the 10th of April against Yorkshire. And over the four days, they managed just 34 and a half overs. They were 113 for six when the match was abandoned as a draw. They take on Lancashire. 
on the seventeenth mm. of April at Kidderminster, another four dayer. Uh, as for the women's rappers, they were due to start uh, play today, uh, which is the sixteenth Sunday, the sixteenth today, but that's been abandoned at Staffordshire, and their next game is next week. It's against Warwickshire, Ooh. and that's at Bromsgrove on the twenty third of April. So get yourself down to Bromsgrove for the first women's game of the season. And there we are for Worcestershire Watch. Well, there we are. Neat and tidy. Of course, there isn't huge amounts to report because it's the first one of the season. We're only halfway through April. Um, so that will beef up as uh, as the season develops. Um, I suppose we're going to do a bit of housekeeping. So before we get on to um, chatting about the actual first 11 cricket, what's happened, um, are there any rule changes, bits and pieces we need to know about? I'm going to go to our resident committee botherer, Daryl <laughs> Butler. Have you got your blazer and tie on, mate? Well, you'll be pleased with the first one. <clears throat> Excuse me. You'll be pleased with the first one, Jim. We've, uh, a, a draw's gone down from eight points to five okay. in the county championship, which I think you were pining for last year. I, I, you know, I felt like six was six was about right. Five, yeah, yeah whatever. I just, I just feel like I think eight was too many. Half, halfway was too many, was it? There are far too many games of cricket over the many squillions of years they played this sport that have just been allowed to meander to a draw. Yeah. Like this is too. I get it. Sometimes you just got to save the game because you're being beaten up, and that's fine. Yeah, that's so, fine, so save yeah. it. But I. It's sort of, it's just that it's the best way to initiate positive cricket and aggressive cricket. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I will talk about this in a minute, but Dolly's aggressive declaration um, doesn't happen uh, against Durham, doesn't happen if it's eight points, I don't think. No, because you just kind of go, There's well, it's a flat deck, halfway, we'll yeah. take eight points take and eight our points. bonus points, just yeah. don't get beat. If you get beat, you're toast. Yeah. Um, Talking of bonus points, a uh, slight change in that. Instead of 200 to 400 runs, uh, with a point for every 50 you get between those. Totals, it's now 250 for your first bonus point, up to 450. So it's just over four and over now for a for a bonus point in the first 110 overs. That's going some, isn't it? Yeah, but look, if that's how they want... Not for Pollock. Yeah, if that's how they want the test side to play, why wouldn't you set up the domestic yeah, game to play it. it in the way that you want? So, I, I, do you know what? I'd be all for sort of unlimited bonus points almost. Every well, you, 50 can't, you, gonna... you can't really do that well, with the bowling though, can you? No, not for the bowling. No, for the batting. Though, see, that... in the same instance, then you shouldn't really get a. You shouldn't I, get I, a, a bowl. I what? don't see the point in the bowling bonus points. I don't understand why we. I, I think the because different circumstances, you know, in different wickets and different times of year, mm. mean that accruing bonus points will be slightly slightly tricky. I feel like they should start the bonus points similarly at five uh, five wickets. You get your first bonus yeah. point. Five, seven, nine, or something. It's nice that you take your bowling, bo- sorry, bonus point ideas from the salad bowl at Harvester. That's where you've basically got that from. Just, well, just keep limited, going. Just keep yeah, going. Just keep going. <laughs> just, it, it, do you know what? If you don't bother ordering a main as well, you just get free salad. It's great. I mean, like Daz has ever gone back for seconds of salad. What? Oh <laughs> no, I'm I'm quite happy to shove three or four bowls of salad down my throat. No problem. Okay. At all. all right. It's a change of pace. I, isn't I, it? I, I mean, any I, any food at all. <laughs> I don't just eat greasy crap. <laughs> and, you're Anything gluttonous in any Absolutely. sort of context. Absolutely, apart from ginger. I don't like gingerbread men. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Horrible. Is it because you don't like the flavour of ginger? I don't like the flavour of ginger. Oh, that's probably why, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like gingerbread men. Is it because you don't like ginger? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I like well, ginger. I put ginger in curries and things. Okay. All right. When ginger's the main flavour, okay. I can't deal with it. Well, I'm glad we workshopped that. Yeah, there we go. As you were. Um, uh, one more thing to note. They will be using <laughs> the Kookaburra ball in two rounds of the championship this year as preparation for the Ashes, which is taking place in England this year with the Duke's ball. But there we go. Right. That's... I'll let you try and work that one out. Well, I, I, I'm not going to work it Doesn't out. Doesn't make it's, much it's sense to me, really. But patently stupid. Yes. So they're, they're going to have two rounds of county cricket 
using a Kookaburra. Yeah. When are they doing it? Uh, it's there's a, I think it's a July and August game. I'll have to okay, are we playing Test cricket in July and August? Well, the tests, no, the tests, the, the Ashes tests are going to be done by then, aren't they? Because it's are um, any of the Test bowlers going to be playing in well, those they won't, games? No, no, exactly. So then, what's the point in getting them to bowl? What's the point in getting players to play with Kookaburra cricket balls if they're not the players who are going to who be going to be in the playing for in the Ashes yeah. in two years' time? So what, yeah. what's the point in that? I totally agree. There isn't any. You're trying to find logic where there is none. See, this is the thing about cricket. Cricket's a very clever game. Like the Duckworth Lewis malarkey that you, you know, get excited about. Don't forget Stern. Does get Stern. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, Stern. Yeah. Stern but fair. Um, and then the, the intricacies of the game and all that sort of stuff is such a brilliant and clever thing. And then sometimes the people that are involved in the game are so utterly dull and stupid I mean, maybe there's a brilliant reason for bringing in a completely different ball and scuppering county cricket for no, for, for a, a test series that's two years down the road that the players probably won't be playing. Do you reckon they're playing with the Dukes ball in the Sheffield Shield this year? <laughs> What's the point? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I, can I just suggest move on? Okay, good. Don't, I mean, don't, maybe, don't give maybe, it. Look, maybe someone listening to this is going, oh, but it's because of this, yeah. Jim. And I'll go, oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough, I'm the idiot. But, Tweet I mean, Jim so we can I've make him look like an idiot on the next pod, yeah. please. If I, if I, if, well, we can't figure out why. Well, if anyone knows, yeah, at tell underscore us. a underscore pair on Twitter, tell us. Yeah. yeah, it's quite possible we're all being incredibly thick. So, I, look, it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't. Be. Okay, so that is so that's it. That's how it's keeping coin them. tosses as well. It's not like yeah, a away yeah, team. Plenty picks. of tosses about. There's three of them here. <laughs> I asked for that, and that's fair enough. Right, swiftly moving on before Ofcom has us removed. Um, uh, I suppose we get better get to the actual cricket. So, match chat. Uh, I feel like I should re- revert to our resident um, uh, admin officer, Captain Brearley himself, Peter de Somberg. Yo. Uh, <laughs> good yo. <Yeah>, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's never too early for a yo. Never too early for any Kamozi, and never too early for... I mean, that was quite a... There was a little bit of flavour there, wasn't there? I mean, you're the most vanilla man I've ever met, but there was a little bit of flavour there. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, not that vanilla, he likes ginger. I mean, I'm all right with ginger. We're going back to gingerbread men. Um, so, have you got a vibe for match chat this year, Pete? Oh, I'm sure we'll get one as we go through, but we'll just wing it first up. Be all right, won't it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's okay, we'll talk about wins, isn't it? So let's get on with it. Actually, food heavy. I mean, you've only just eaten, mate. Let it go. No, he said wins, not wings. Oh, maybe wings. I'm, I'm the one with the issue. You're the one with the issue, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, let's steer this good ship back on course. Um, <laughs> we have played one match and we are playing another. It's day four at the moment uh, in uh, Worcestershire versus Durham. But let's start with the game against Derbyshire where we won. Fun fact. <laughs> we, we won the toss and put Derbyshire in and uh, Derbyshire 321 all out. We then racked up a mammoth 473 in reply. Uh, Derbyshire then 343 all out, and then we knocked them off uh, quite comfortably. I think my summary of the Derbyshire game is that everybody did something. That's kind of the the, the key highlight. Yeah, I, I mean, my, my my thoughts were really is that there were there were parts of this game that felt like the first game of the season. There was some really ordinary cricket played at yes. times, admittedly mainly by Derbyshire. I think Worcestershire. I did. They didn't. They didn't open up particularly well. I thought the, the bowling at the start was. It, it felt like a. There wasn't much of a preseason. I think it kind of showed. Yeah, there was a um, thought that uh, Derby were implementing Basball, but I think in reality they were just putting away quite a bit of dross. 
yeah. that we, we sent down. Um, but, you know, how much preparation can you get in when you're starting first week of April? We've been through that. We won't bore it. But it felt like um, as the game progressed, Worcestershire kind of got into their stride. And I think Derbyshire got found out a bit. Um, certainly, certainly with the ball. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So across the board, there were batsmen making runs and making telling contributions. All the bowlers found wickets as well. Particularly in the first innings, they got shared about. They did, yeah. Wait for 50. Um, bowled nicely. Um, his first wicket for Worcestershire. Is it in his, sec- his second debut? Yeah. Um, well, it was a drag on, wasn't it? It, it, was a- it was. It was heading towards second slip, I think. And uh, batsman threw threw his hands at it. I think I described it as a well directed wider ball. <laughs> <laughs> Couple for Leach, uh, one for Tongue. Took a bit of tap, didn't he? But it came. Got got a wicket in the end. And then two for Gibbon, who I think has started the season really well. Yeah, well, we talked about this a while back, didn't we? The, the need for a variation and just having a left armer in there helps. But he looks a little bit—he looks a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. He looked—I tell you what, it's because he came from minor counties. I know he played a lot of cricket, but he looks like a professional. Do you know what I mean? It's not to say he was amateur hour before, but he's starting to really look the part. And we've seen that in, against Durham as well with four wickets in the first innings. Um, yeah, he's a real asset, and he's. It, with the bowls. amount of bowlers we've got, it's just, you know, don't drop me. And talks, he's... talks a lot about bowling long spells as well, doesn't he? Gets yeah. into it as he goes through, willing to put in a good shift. So, yeah, um, good stuff with, with, with Gibbo. Um, in reply, again, everyone contributed, really, with the bat. Um, I think we're going to have to talk about two things. One, uh, Jack Haynes being brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he, he's looked... He's, you know, how we talked about Barnard looking comfortable on every surface in every circumstance, and and Jack Haynes has been that, and we'll talk about Durham as well. But and he, he that that excellent one hundred and thirty four, but he just didn't look bothered, um, which it's very difficult to do. I know, like again, I said that the Derbyshire bowling attacks rubbish. It is rubbish. There's not, I mean, there's not a there's not a, a, a top end bowler there really. I mean, Lackmail's got some pedigree. But that was at a different they, time. They started okay with the new ball. Uh, there was a, quite a bit of play in and missing, um, and they found a nice line early. But then they just seemed to lose it. Um, and you're right that what was sent down for the rest of the innings was was pretty average. It, it sort of let them off in a way as well. With, uh, Haynes and Libby sort of weren't timing anything at all. They, you know, they were looking all right. They weren't looking in much danger. But we weren't punishing the bad balls as much as they did earlier on in the innings. But as soon as we got the, the lads got themselves in, when Dolly started batting, well, it, it, it we just looked, looked like they didn't know what a lot to do. better than them. Here's the thing: it looked like they didn't know what to do. Yeah, um, we waiting for I a thought, mistake. I think I thought deploying his first game as captain, I thought he was poor. I think Dolly comfortably outcaptained him. I mean, every as you said, everyone contributed. So um, Pollock made twenty odd. There were forties, twenties, and and from everybody was making a contribution. Most telling Haynes and Dolivera. The weight hundred. I mean, good for him. And I mean, it's a brilliant achievement, and and good on him. It wasn't an amazing hundred. That some of the bowling that he faced and the thirty that Gibbon got. I mean, they were they were bowling round the wicket to a number eleven and and trying to you know bowl seventy eight mile an hour bounces at him. I mean, they, it made Gibbon look like a batsman. We do need to talk about one thing though. I mean, weight hundred was very important because he had run out Dolivera on eighty nine. Yes. No. It, I mean, it, look, it, <laughs> scoring a hundred in any form of cricket is 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 really hard to do. It is genuinely a really good uh, um, a really impressive achievement and one that proved to be the difference, really, because we needed that sizable run lead um, to, to have a chance to force the win. The win looked easy at the yeah. end, but we had to be in a position to make Derby worry about it. 
and make them make mistakes. And as for the yeah, the dolly run out, furious wasn't he? Yeah. Didn't didn't even do the little sort of digested it after a couple of seconds. Look back, don't worry, mate. We'll talk about it in the dressing room. He just stormed straight off, yeah. swinging his bat everywhere. And and, and Matty Wait, he, he looked heartbroken, <laughs> didn't he? Like I've just done the skipper. That's me yeah. drop for the next game. <laughs> I, I best get a hundred here. Yeah. <laughs> and look, you, as is all, you can only beat what's put in front of you. And yeah. and he did that, and he did that uh, in a, a pretty classy way. Actually, he he went through the gears as well. He's like, as you said, Pete, like I've got to make this count. So he put real value on his wicket, and he grafted it, and then it eased up on him. Um, and so he went from he went from kind of late sixties to a hundred reasonably quickly, didn't he? Yeah. And look, that that's such that's such a good way to start the season because we need someone to take wickets and get runs, as you know, when you lose Barnard. And again, he's done everything that's been asked of him, and he's done it well. And you know, fair play to him. Second innings for Derby was a funny one, wasn't it? We took wickets in clusters. They got off to a great start again uh, with uh, Godleyman and uh, Hader Ali. But um, we just chipped away at them eventually. And what was pleasing for me was Josh Tung coming good at the end and, and just taking out, wiping out the tail. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the weight 100 and the Gibbon partnership at the end there, which the, the, the no ball, um, when Gibbon was caught off the no ball, I mean, that gave us an opportunity to potentially win it. And then it was that it was that spell in the end. Um, firstly, well, the the Roderick stumping of Chapel, yes, brilliant take down the leg side, and then Josh Tung turning up and making a contribution. Those three wickets to to tie up any loose ends and get the get the innings out of the way. Um, yeah, really, really important, especially as he didn't bowl well in the first innings and didn't bowl well with the new ball. You kind of you you want that for him. Because you want or you want your bowlers to feel like they're in rhythm and feel good about life. So yeah, it was a really important spell from from Josh Tong, a really good bit of skill from Gareth Roderick. And we, when it looked like it was starting to drift, all of a sudden, Derbyshire is skittled, and we're at them. Yeah. Mm. And then, well, we, we've been uh, debating this, haven't we, Daz? Did we canter home in the end? What was it? I, I think we romped home. What's the difference? You romp, we absolutely smashed it. Didn't look in any trouble. It's a romp, and I'm a canter home is when it's, you know, it's four or five wickets down, and uh, you don't look in too much danger. But it's just it's like a stroll in the park. Okay, we've just blasted them out. Of the, out oh, whether water. it was romped or cantered, we uh, won with ease. Brilliant hundred and four from Libby. Nice partnership with Azar. Smashed it. Yeah, went top of the table. Yeah, it was like the the earliest earliest wicket of Pollock, but yeah, Azar and Libby just really professional, wasn't it? They were completely in control of their craft, and that, that's what they're for. They're, they're high caliber for Division Two, top order. And Haynes um, did his best to stop Libby getting a hundred. I know, right? I was starting to get panicky. I was like, no, don't don't you leave him ninety six? Because the thing is, look, don't worry about other people's milestones. Get the job done. If the ball's there, to hit for hit for. Be a professional. And I was like, don't, but don't though. Yeah. And then and the the. If the it's six, if it's, if the it's, six that Libby hit on yeah. Lamb to go from ninety three to ninety nine. He tried to do he, it the first ball of that over, didn't he? It wasn't quite there. Checked like, himself, and then and then, but it was a beautiful straight six. Yeah, and I, like there was that was the biggest cheer of the whole four days for me. I was just it was brilliant, yeah. and a little nudge off the hips. Have yourself a hundred. So that kind of capped off what was a really good team performance, a really good demonstration of um, you need a proper preseason because I wish you've got a good, a good cricketers there that. We're a little bit undercooked, yeah. And then by the second innings, both with bat and ball, it started. To, it seemed to kind of click and come together. I think Dolly Dolly's a good skipper, um, uh, and that I mean, this 
it's it's ideal, isn't it? Really, again with a new point structure where five points for a draw. If you can get your season off to a winning start, yes, then you're, you're already in the mix because all it takes is a you know a bad result and some bad weather, and you can be cut adrift. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are only eight teams in this division, you know. So yeah, I, I mean a cracking start to the season, isn't it? Really, absolutely. Can I can I my only gripe with it really because I, I managed to get to the second day. Eight pound twenty five, my first pint cost. What what was it? Eight pound twenty pound East Coast IPA. So in Yon Blanc. So yeah. <laughs> Eight pound twenty. That's outrageous. That's a that's What's a, lot, that about? Is a lot of money. Get that's lost, Derbyshire. I mean, it was, there, there was that's a, that's a, there's got to be a cup reach. Yeah, there's the two thing. which they didn't tell me about, but I found okay. out about afterwards. I've never ever gone back at like a festival or anything like that and got me two pound back, but I bloody oh, did it, Derby. So so it's six pound twenty five. So six pound twenty five, which is ridiculous anyway, but. Oh, I mean, that's stupid, isn't it? It was three I mean, pounds for a cup of tea, a plastic cup of tea. It doesn't make any sense to do that because... You just annoy people, don't you? It's just... Because normal people will have like four pints at the cricket. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll have about eight. Make it affordable. Like if, if... The trains were all late. I was stressed. I just wanted to sit down, have a few pints. And then as soon as he said that, no, not another one. Because they, they it doesn't make sense to do that with beer. Make, you should make beer affordable. It's just it's just good bar sense. Yeah. Because you get you have your kegs of beer. If your next home game isn't for a fortnight, your real ales had it. Yeah. So just em- empty the barrels. You know. Yeah. Baffling. Anything 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 north of five pounds is unnecessary for county cricket. I think. But I mean, anything north of six pounds is an insult. Have they still- I, I, I genuinely believe that. Like, if you want people to turn up. Make it affordable to turn up. If you're yeah. going to, well, he, you can have half a day's cricket, and it'll cost you twenty quid to get in. And by the way, if you want a few beers, stick another, you know, stick another eighteen pound, nineteen pound on top of that, and you'll probably want something to eat. So there you are. There's, it, yeah. So in summary, brilliant start to the season, but Derby have got a rubbish bowling attack, rubbish beer prices, and a stupid marquee and a rubbish ground. Oh, the marquee that really that. So okay. So here's the thing. I mean, it's. Uh, a great start for Worcestershire. I was a bit annoyed because I, I thought Derbyshire at times were really poor in the field as well. And I just want to see good quality cricket. But whatever, we beat them. Ace. But the thing about Derbyshire that does bother me is the marquee. If you were watching on the um, on the YouTubes or the club feeds, they've got these panelled marquees. And the middle of it's got this big pointy domey bit, which it looks quite nice. But on one side, there's what? Six panels. Right hand side is six. And the left hand side is five. Yep. Why not make it even? I know. I've, I've not even got OCD, but I was just fuming. I was fuming about it last season, and I forgot about it. And then I saw a bit of the marking. and I said, <laughs> I bet that's still uneven. And it is. Um, so if you're going to the Incora, um, have a word and just say, can you balance out your marquee situation? Just before we, just to wrap up then, Daz, um, would you rather, if, mm. if you had to, mm. go to the Incora or the Aegeus Bowl? Which, which would you? I'd go to Derby. Because it's closer. Yeah. Okay. That's so still only. Hampshire. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so Hampshire still wins the award for the honour pair worst ground. Yes. On the circuit. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Uh, right, Durham. Game ongoing at the moment. Um, it's well, it, it was meandering this game. Durham four hundred and twenty-five for nine declared. Worcestershire three hundred and sixty-six for five declared. So the state of play at the moment: Durham lead by two hundred and four with eight wickets remaining. And we're half an hour into the day's play. I think we're in for a difficult afternoon. No, I mean, game safe. 
I, mean, I know it's a flat deck and it's very unlikely they're going to bowl us out, but I think we're going to. Uh, we are in an what? unnecessarily awkward position. What no, I, think, no, what I, don't, I don't think we are. I don't think it is unnecessary. I think what are Durham going to send a, test us with? 300? Yeah, possibly. Back for, a, back for another half hour, hour, set us 300. I think, they've, I think I don't think it is unnecessary. I think they've, they're manufacturing a win. Both yeah. sides are trying their best to manufacture yeah, no, a win. No, no, I get that. I get the feeling that 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 um, Dolly and Borthwick have had a natter and kind of gone, okay, if we declare here, what are you willing to set us? I think I think they have negotiated a scenario. I, I agree because they because of the point system. And look, it, it makes for a much better fourth day and a much uh, a much better spectacle. And I think the, if if that, that, that we find ourselves thirty for three, we'll shut up shop. Yeah, Pollock will tee off. See what happens when we lose the first wicket. Yeah, no, I, 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 I absolutely agree. I think it's very unlikely that there'll be a result other than a draw. Um, whoever wins it, if there is a win, will be deserving winners yeah. because because the wicket is what it is. It's another flat deck. Um, it's the sort of the old school in me kind of thinks don't lose the game of cricket. Well, yeah, I have got no problem. But, you but again, f- but but again, in keeping what all what we want as a spectacle and what we want for cricket is. Let's just have some results because draws are boring. Yeah. You're risking five points to potentially gain eleven. I think it's it's well worth it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, if, if you want to get from average, you need the points. Yeah, if you're going to be that positive, then why are you 394 for six off 110 overs in the Derbyshire game, start. and you only need you needed they needed nine runs in two and a half overs and couldn't get the bonus point? So I'm like, well, I get that. If you're going to be positive, go and have, have a word with yourself and go and get that extra point then, because that's worth a fifth of a draw. Just do that. Just get. Just get, do that. But bothers me. Like you've got 110 hours. Yeah, I mean, to, you, to, 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 to think about it. You covered this on the on the, the in our chat, didn't you? But I mean, given that we were 50 for one off five overs, um, then we've managed to get to um, we've yeah. managed to get to Sometimes three, it's not three fifty off 110, yeah. haven't we? So yeah, it was pretty slow stuff in the in the middle. Yeah. Sometimes it has to be because you've still got to be in. Yeah. Oh, after, no, after 110 overs. So I, I get this, but I felt a little bit with the, the Durham first innings as well is that between over 65 and 90, we could have been a bit more proactive. I'm not saying yeah. try and whack boundaries. What I mean is like an extra single every it, three overs. It if bothers. you can find, find an extra single every three overs, then you find those runs to at least be in with a chance to get, again, like getting another bonus point. So it's, I suppose, I'm just thinking with the aggressive declaration and aggressive intent, I'm all for aggressive cricket. So, but why not just find a way to just up it a little bit in those yeah. in those middle overs to at least give yourself the chance of hitting 400. I'm not saying you definitely have to do it because good bowling is good bowling and there's no point in losing your wicket for the sake of a, you know, trying to run one yeah. to third man or what have you. But it just seems to make sense to have targets in place where you yeah. try and push that intensity up a bit, especially on a flat. We've had two flat wickets. It, you know? It doesn't bother me as much, but I do take your point. Mm. Anyway, I've laboured that point on the WhatsApps to death, and I think I've laboured that point on the pod to death, so I yeah. apologise. Um, but it is a thing, and I'll probably revisit it, and you'll probably have to tell me to shut it, and that's fair enough. But yeah, I mean, just to, just to kind of finish off, really, you, we mentioned him already. Uh, Gibbon bowled well in the first innings, took took a fourfer, again, covered it. And then you've you've mentioned the Haynes 134 not outs, his top score. Uh, one of the, the gripes I had with Haynes is that he was starting to do a bit of a mowing alley in a 50 and out. Um, but he did convert three centuries last season and he's pushed on this time round and, and made it 100. 
Um, but I just felt he was sort of getting to 50, maybe a little bit of a lapse in concentration. He was getting out between 50 and 60. Um, yeah, I mean... But, unfair, a bit unfair given he's early in his career, but... It's, uh, it's because you, cause we're greedy for him, isn't it, really? That's what it is when you see someone with that talent. And he was making so many 50s so frequently, so easily, it would appear sometimes as well, that you just wanted to get over that hump. And it just he looks the business, doesn't he? He just looks he looks the business. He can play every shot, and he's got every um, number six, um, and uh, he can play every sort of innings. Re- really super talented. Didn't look in any bother at all, did he? And Roderick as well, actually, for his forty odd look good. No, don't mention that because if you'd got another six, we'd have got our logo on the website. I know that's so your fault. Yeah, that was your fault. You called yeah. it. You jinxed, him. Called it jinxed him. him. But I tell you what, Rod- Roderick's. I think he's like um, there's there's this there's this trend. Um, with a lot of batsmen, particularly um, from the Southern Hemisphere, who um, almost take guard facing mid-wicket with their with their front leg completely yeah. out of the way. And then at the last minute, they then kind of shuffle across and get in line. And I think Roderick's kind of exaggerated that. He had a little bit of that. I mean, Haynes does it a bit, but a bit like Alex Stewart. Yeah, he did seem t- totally open-faced, didn't he, almost? Uh... Um it's not quite to Chanderpaul-esque levels, you know, where, where it's just like you're facing the wrong way. Um, but yeah, just, just notice that. But I mean, Rod has actually looked... He used to he play for Durham, Durham, didn't he? Chanderpaul. Played Durham for Adam. Derbyshire. Sure, it was Durham, Adam, as an overseas. They might have done, but he definitely played for anyway, Derbyshire. Yeah. Um, he, he may well have done. He might only ever play for teams beginning with D. Um, so there we are. Is there anything, anything we've missed? Really, in in not really. It's it's been a an well, it's been a good start. I, it, yeah, it, it has. But it's it's the games have been a, quite uneventful, really. Yeah, the wickets haven't really helped. But again, the ECB want um, better batting tracks because they want bowlers to earn their wickets because it's better for Test cricket. I tell you what, in, in talking with, about the the bowlers, is that there was no Josh Tong who was with the Lions and no Bryden Cass either. Both, um, both kind of senior-ish, well, senior bowlers within their sides, and we think that's because the ECB want there's like a tranche of fast bowlers they want rested. So if you're on, if you're in the England side or you're in the England Lions side, so there's about ten fast bowlers that they actually they want to. There's an element of um, enforced rotation and resting. Yeah, don't we? So we've we've missed a couple of top end bowlers as well. Which, I mean, anyone who listened to us. Uh, for the first season, we'll know my thoughts on rotation policies. Um, oh blimey, yeah. Uh, so I'm not. That gonna, was a long season. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to yeah. pick at that particular scab. We used but, to do one every week, though. As well, do you remember? Um, but I suppose, yeah. From if you're from an England perspective, they want you fresh and ready to go. So yeah, fine. Yeah, you feel like Josh Tong's in our best eleven, but at the same time, with the injury issues that he's had, um, an enforced rest probably isn't a bad thing. And giving people like Finch a turn, we've got we've got enough bowling resources, you know. We know that much. I feel like we should maybe try and give Daz an enforced rest at one one episode this season. Yeah, good yeah. call. Yeah, I'm up for that. We'll see you in June, Daz. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I we make it September. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there we go. I mean, it all seems to make sense. But as you say, Pete, like a, a pretty promising start. Players have come in and made contributions. We've won the first game. It looks like it looks like it's going to be a draw against Durham. You know, famous last words. Um, it's just been another six, I think. I oh, know four, but yeah. they are really opening the shoulders. So yeah, I'm, I think three hundred is going to be the target. Oh, yeah, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Thinking about it, that the declaration last uh, last night was an, was an agreement between two captains who said we'll declare if you give us a reasonable reasonable shot at getting it. Fair enough. 
Okay. So we do some quick, very quick predictions then before we move on. Yeah, go on then. How are we doing this? Uh, well, I don't think there's any point doing player predictions because uh, I think it's going to be the Jake same. Libby. Jake same, Libby. Same, Leech. Same Leech. Same Libby and Leach. So I think we'll just do the three competitions. Who's having Barnard? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Three three competitions. Where do you think we'll finish? So county championship, Daz? Third. Jim? I'm, I'm with Daz. I think it's third. Well, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go winners. Positive piece. Okay. Am I allowed to have the same as Daz? For the interest of the pod, shall I choose something else? Yeah. Um, so it's either second or fourth, isn't it? Pretty much. I think I think we're going to be competitive, but I do think third is the shout. I'm going to be I'm going to be positive. Why not? Let's go second. Let's with our depth of bowling. Um, yeah, I'll go second. Why not? I mean, it will be fourth, but whatever. Brilliant. <laughs> Nice we workshop that as yeah. well. T yeah. twenty. You start then, Jim. Sorry, I forgot. That we were doing, I forgot that we were doing this. <laughs> no, this uh, is why we doing it off the cuff. Okay. Oh, I didn't. Even, what, okay, so I reckon. Again, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say we make the quarterfinals, but we come up short in the last eight. What do you reckon, Pete? I was going to go quarters. Oh, it's got to be an improvement on last year. I mean, I mean, anything's an improvement on last year. Finishing finishing second from bottom in the group is an improvement on last year, isn't it? I am going to go negative on this one. I think we just just miss out. Just four shy, do you reckon? Just four shy. Oh, that's where I was going to go. Just yeah. go shy. Fifth in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's made it difficult. Okay. Was, um, right, so you've got semis or sixth. I've got then, semis you? or sixth, haven't I? You <laughs> re- regularly have semis. Okay. <laughs> Oi! Yeah, Family-friendly no, show. Sorry, Freddie. No, no, no semis with you two, around. Um... Sixth. I just don't think we're making the semis, so I'll go sixth. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, I think the general consensus isn't it that we feel like we're going to be there or thereabouts there with Red Ball, give or take a spot. We, we should be in the promotion mix. We might just make it over the line. One day the... stuff. Anything could happen there, couldn't it? I'm going more positive on this. I think we're going to go deep in that, so I'm going to go. We felt that last <laughs> year, didn't we? I think. Semis? Is there a semis? I think we're going to. Yeah, second or third goes to the semi, don't they? I think we're going to lack the batting power in this. I think we're going to. I don't think we're going to make it out of the group stages, but I think we're, we'll be close. I think we're going to be the best of the rest that don't make the last eight. Oh, it's just straight through to semis, isn't it? It's it was second and third player semi, don't they? And then the yeah. the, the, the group winners goes no group winners go to a semi, second and third player quarter. So it's I two think, quarterfinals, isn't yeah. there? Okay, so I reckon we're going to be one spot off. I reckon we're fourth in the group, fourth somewhere the group. along those lines. I'm going uh, runner-up. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Excellent. Daz, make a note. We'll find out. Yeah, okay. But Come on. Again, like, the, the consensus seems to be that we're, we're going to be in the mix with pretty much every yeah. competition, but probably not probably quite. Not. Apart from Pete goes, we're going to win it. Going to win it. Win it. I mean, if you're going to do that, do that for every tournament. You know, you should be saying that we'll, we'll come first in every competition. Yeah, Pete. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Pete. Yeah. Okay, well, there we are. There Let's are move on. I've got a cricket match to get to, boys. Come on. Okay, very well. Um, well, what's left to do? I suppose it's a bit of any other business. So, um, again, if you're new to the pod and this is your first season, welcome aboard. We have a basic sort of structure. When we talk to all the crickety sort of chat, then there's a bit of any other business, which is kind of anything goes. It's usually inspired by Worcestershire or cricket in general. We usually take it in turns to come up with a topic. And I think it's you're going first, aren't you, Pete? Yes, I am. <laughs> <You're> very, strangely, <laughs> strangely formal, but not 
unfamiliar. That sounds like you've just thrown that on him. Have you actually yeah. got anything, Peter? <laughs> I have got something. It was weirdly oh, robotic. Yeah. It. It's not weirdly robotic. It was robotic. It was robotic. Of course it is. It is Peter it's de Peter. Sondberg. Right, let's I see how... I have an, uh, any other business. Jim talking just long enough to Peter, for Pete to think of something. <laughs> yeah, so what are we doing, Pete? What are we saying? So, um, we're still in the football season. Hmm? Um, we're all football fans. Uh, some of us are football commentators, Peter. Well, some of us um, are first-class goalkeepers in the, the uh, senior league <laughs> in, in Worcester these days. <laughs> I mean, this pod is giving Daz far too much confidence because he now plays. He now plays. I say competitive cricket and competitive football. He plays football with other people um, uh, as well as being a cricketist, which is ace and cool and groovy. Um, yeah, and I've played FIFA on the PlayStation. So. Um, <laughs> Football and football commentators and pundits are particularly guilty of saying stupid things. Hello. Um, <laughs> I've, I've made a note of some of my favourite stupid things and I wondered whether they could apply to cricket. So they always say, stupidly, that just before half-time is the best time to score. It's not. It's just after half-time or in the 90th minute when it's nil-nil. Yeah. Um, is there the perfect time to take a wicket? <laughs> uh, just after tea. Just after lunch. The, the perfect time to take a wicket is when you need it most, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. You can't really. Yeah. If you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick, I think. It, I think the perfect time to take a wicket is um, when your opponents need two to win, and you, then they're nine wickets down. I mean, yeah, that's well, not that's, that's not the perfect time. That's the perfect scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So fair enough. If we're gonna, well, there isn't a perfect time, then, is there? Because it's like you say, so it doesn't work. We're, we're saying that one doesn't work. I, don't think I mean, you'd, I think you'd have to just by logic say the first ball of the innings. Because you've gotten a top end batsman out, right? They've not. No one scored any runs. Not for one is the best possible thing that can happen. I mean, at the start of a cricket I think, match. I think in- if you're kind of going well, if we're at the end of the day, if they're four hundred and fifty for two, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, but, yeah, anything early in a session or in a day, definitely. Because there's nothing more annoying for the the bloke batting three or, or whatever. Then he's, you know, just so that's the equivalent then, the just after up. half time, isn't yeah, it? Manager's just, had his team talk, so the first idea or just is after the start, the, of the, start yeah. of the game after or start lunch, of the session. Had a particularly heavy lunch, you get a first ball yeah. after lunch, and then the guy's just he's, he's just finishing his pipe. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't even time to okay. stub out next his batter. In. He hasn't had, like, he's just poured another coffee. He's he hasn't had a chance to stub out his rolly. Yeah, and he's got to go out of the bat. <laughs> he's go out bat now, yeah. Still with a bit of cucumber and butter stuck to his stubble. Brilliant. Saw before on like a Sunday morning, somebody's just opened their can of that that horrible. Cold coffee stuff, and then uh, oh no! I See the trick. The trigger. So when I'm when I'm back on comms, it's going to be t. I only do t20s. They won't yeah. let me. They won't let me out on the long form stuff because I'm too <laughs> dangerous. I'll start going. Oh, Derbyshire rubbish, and apparently that's not very good etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's no there's no real break in yeah. t20s. This but, one we're going to do nice and quickly. Can you have a cricket smash and grab? What's the football equivalent? Team under the cosh, barely got out their own half. 90th minute, they got oh, the other end, okay. corner, make a, goal, make a goal, one nil win. win. Has to be away from home as well. Has to be away you can't from have home. a home smash and grab. Okay, I can't do slow. I watched Exeter beat Wickham 1-0 away, and we didn't have a shot on target yeah. the whole game. We had two shots, go. none of them on target. Um, deflected cross went in, and at the end they said it showed Wickham nil, Wickham 1 on the scoreboard, because yeah. we just didn't get a kick. Incredible. Can you have a smash and grab? It's got to yes. be. A, I mean, I think you it's can't got, in the championship. I don't think it's too long a format. I think a smash and grab has got to be in a chase where yeah. you're kind of dead in the water, like chasing a low score, and then someone just comes in, buzzes out a quick thirty, chasing a hundred and ten, and you win it by a little bit, and you just kind of go. My old friend Ducky Lewis come into play. You've been outplayed. You've, you've bowled badly. They've scored two hundred and twenty. It's poured down. Ducky Lewis come in and give you a little sixty to chase in five overs or something. Yeah. 
Or, and you've just noshed it off the park. You're 60 for six. Or if you're in the semi-final of a World uh, Cup in 1992 <laughs> and it's yeah. Ducky Lewis and you're South Africa and you go from needing 20, 23 off 22 to needing 22 off one. Yeah, absolutely. The phrase that annoys me most in football yeah. is a relegation six-pointer. <laughs> you can't. You play for three points. It's not like one team gets three points and another team is docked three points. Yeah, but they, they lose the opportunity to get the three points. It's just it's a, a six-point swing. Right, six point so... Swing, yeah. In Division One in the county championship, yeah. it would be a relegation forty-eight pointer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally yeah, yeah, there's a forty-eight pointer. <laughs> okay. There's a forty-eight pointer it's, in Edmaston. Can, can we have a relegation forty-eight pointer? Is that what you're saying? I would say in April it's going to be very tricky because of the weather. But hey, look at the back end of the season when the, when the twilight and the sun is out at half past seven, and there are all points to play for. Then I think you absolutely can have a relegation forty-eight pointer, <laughs> yeah, or a promotion forty-eight pointer. Yeah. Us versus Yorkshire later in the season. Oh yeah, assuming Yorkshire are there or thereabouts. A forty-eight pointer promotion, forty-eight pointer at New Road. Yeah, if you don't get that in comms, yes, mate, Worcestershire have come off the back of their forty-eight pointer. Oh, I, I mean, I'm writing that down right now. That's um, nailed it. Yeah, it's a forty-eight point. It's got to be. <laughs> and as a sort of spin-off question, does that mean that the point system in cricket? I mean, we've alluded to the changes. Does it mean that it's just ridiculous and needs to change? I think I want fifty points available. I want a hundred pointer. <laughs> it is a bit much, isn't it? The point structure. It is a bit much. I understand you need a system of bonus points and everything else to factor in uh, batting and bowling performances, but sixteen for a win has always felt like far too many. What I say, it does feel a little bit like people what are in charge at the moment off of the English cricket. And it's got plenty to do, I think, with Rob Key and Ben Stokes, is that I think their their, their decisions in that sense kind of make sense, and that's okay. Um, there you go, then. What's the coaching equivalent of Big Sam? <laughs> you know, like, you've got journeyman yeah. coaches, like Big Sam, He's he's got the biggest face in, in football, with the exception of possibly Joe Royal. Like, I suppose, mind you, cricket is, again, it's sort of a different sort of human. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it who's doesn't the... It's, Sam, it's, which coach travels, isn't it? Because you're in Moors, football as well, you've got you've got the. Um, it's probably going to be our, It's managers. probably going to be our new director of cricket, isn't it? I'll just give it to Big Sam to the end of the season. And <gasps> we can't get him. Give it to Big Why Sam. Why not? Yeah. Big Sam Allardyce for director of cricket, and and with that, I feel like we've gone and full circle. I'll tell you something about Big Sam and Allardyce. Just killed it. He'll know how to win a forty-eight pointer at the end of the season. <laughs> <won't it? laughs> yeah. Um. So there we are. When it comes to director of cricket, do we want Big Sam Allardyce? Do we want a tracksuit DOC or do we want an Italian designer suit DOC? We probably, anyone at this point, I think they're just waiting for Leach to retire and they'll just give it to him because that's just what we do. We know what we like and we like what we know. And on that bombshell, I think it's time to watch the rest of the Worcestershire versus Durham game because it's going to get tasty. See you next time, Pairs fans. Peace. Um, Daz, you're cooking us breakfast. What a beautiful thing! I'm cooking breakfast. How are um, you? This is um, this is weirdly organised and calm. I was expecting complete chaos. I'm a breakfast man, mate. It'll be absolute chaos. Uh, well, I mean, you see the mess I'll leave afterwards. That will be chaos. Okay, right. So this is the quiet before it's, the storm. Uh, if you can get in, so who cares? Fair play. Okay, right. Let's do this.
the officer.